The second kind of people you will encounter as you journey through your seasons in life are those who observe you. Genesis 37 verse 11 says the brothers of Joseph envied him, but his father observed. His father observed the same. An observer is a person who watches what happens but has no active part in it. Observers are not for nor against. They just watch. They are not sure of your vision. They are not sure of your dreams. They will not condemn it, but they will not support it publicly either. Observers are more careful to give an open approval. They love you, they care about you, but they will rather wait for success before they approve or confirm their support for you. Most times, such people are on the edge. They sit on the fence. They are not here. They are not there. They have not taken a strong stance on what they see or observe. They do not take any concrete decisions whether to support you or to stand against you. Observers gather many information but do nothing spectacular with the information at their disposal. Any information you pass on to an observer as you journey through your season is for information only, information content only. Nothing much can come out of it. So you must learn never to get offended when you don't get much from your observers, when you don't get much from people you naturally expect to publicly support, publicly endorse, publicly know. You just need to understand that they are observers. The father of Joseph was an observer in his life. He just watched. He didn't play any active role. He was eventually deceived. But later in life, his observations came through. Never get offended with observers. That is the role they are meant to play in your life. But the third types of people you will surely meet that is of particular interest to me today are those who tempt you, those who tempt people positioned along the way to tempt you. And, and, and it is impossible to go through your seasons and not experience serious temptations along the way. If God is involved, if the visions and dreams are from the Lord, then be very, very sure that there will be temptations along the way. The devil always, I repeat, always positions the types of Potiphar's wife and use them as a trap to keep people with great dreams and divine visions grounded from moving to their next season in life. Genesis chapter 39 verse 6 says, So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while, his master's wife, Mrs. Potiphar, took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. Come to bed with me. To fall for the temptation and allurement of pleasure in the time of service, in the season of service, is to be trapped into a place of stagnancy, a place of blindness and absolute weakness. The four Hebrew boys understood this and in Daniel chapter 1 verse 8, they all came to the one 
resolution that they would not defile themselves with a portion of the king's meat. It was just meat. Others enjoyed it. Others loved it. But for the boys, what was meat for others was defilement of their soul. Brothers, until you see the pleasure from the world as a defilement of your soul, you will not be able to walk away from the baits of Satan. Many people have been trapped. Some have been offered fame, big name, big opportunities at the expense of their soul. At the expense of their soul. It is the devil's strategy to create shortcuts. He offers you what God promises to give you without any sacrifice and within the shortest time possible. That's what temptation is all about. That's what temptation is all about. Get it without paying the price. When he tempted Jesus in Luke chapter 4, the devil showed him the glory of the world and promised to deliver it to Jesus only if Jesus would bow to him. Wow. It's like saying, why do you need to die a painful death to redeem the world, a sinful world, when I can easily give the world to you here and now? You can get in just 40 days of your ministry what would have taken you three and a half years of your life and ministry. That's what the devil does. Within the first 40 days, I can give you the whole world. The challenge of my generation is this. We no longer want to go through process. We want to achieve in 40 days, in 4 days, in 4 hours, what heaven has planned, what heaven has designed to take its course for 3 and a half years. That is temptation. I will give it to you in a short time without pain. Many people have fallen into this bait of Satan. Many young and old people have been lured into demonic and satanic covenant because they do not know how to handle the people who Satan sent to tempt them. Hebrews 11 verse 24 to 25 says, By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season pleasures of sin for a season yes the pleasure of sin can take away your whole season it can the pleasure of sin momentary pleasure of sin can take away can take you away from your whole season so it's a trade-off is a trade-off. The devil offers the pleasure of sin for a moment and takes your eternal season of glory and honor which comes from God. Wow! Imagine that Joseph had yielded to the temptation of Potiphar's wife. Imagine that Joseph had slept with Mrs. Potiphar. He would have probably remained a slave forever. What would have happened if Jesus had taken the devil's offer to bow? Redemption will have become impossible. Friends, you need the right response to overcome the temptation of sin. You do not overcome the temptation of sin by negotiating. You do not overcome by debating. You overcome by fleeing or confronting the enemy with the word of God. Joseph ran 
from Mrs. Potiphar and left his clothes behind. Jesus engaged the devil with the word. It is written. It is written. The Hebrew boys resolved to discipline their appetite. So make your choice. It's time to flee or engage those who tempt you with God's word based on your internal resolution not to defile yourself. Luke chapter 4 verse 13 says, And when the devil had ended all the temptations, he departed from him, from Jesus, for a season. So you see, when you win and triumph over those who tempt you, then they depart for a season. And in that period of their departure, you can in turn enter into a new season. You can enter into your new season. If you have by any means been trapped by the pleasure of sin and you have been struggling with the guilt and shame, today is the right moment to settle it once and for all. There is no guilty stain too tough for the precious blood of the only Savior to remove. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein. And those who plunge into this fountain, they lose their guilty stain. It's time to confess. It's time to plead for his mercy. For he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your iniquities. He is faithful. I pray today that you may find peace with God, find rest with God again, and live for the Lord to the glory of His name forever. First Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 is a scripture I would love to leave with you. There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. It's common to Joseph. It's common to Jesus. It's common to David. It's common to Moses. It's common to the fathers and the patriarchs of faith. Common to Abraham. But God is faithful. For he will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will. God will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it.